This is episode 52 with the 2011 Pac-10 Steeplechase Champion, 116 Half Marathoner, and third place finisher at last month's Rock and Roll Arizona Half Marathon, Ms. Maggie Callahan. Hey, it's great to be back in your ears, runners. We have a real treat for you today. One of the stars of the High Performance Lifting Program, Maggie Callahan, is here to talk about her experience with starting a real strength training program. Now, she wasn't always in the gym squatting heavy. She only started lifting a few years out of college, so we're going to contrast how she felt then with how she feels today. And if you don't know Maggie, I had the pleasure of getting to know her last fall when she modeled the exercises for our flagship strength program, High Performance Lifting. We spent a few hours together at a weightlifting gym called Barbell Strategy up in Boulder, and I had a videographer on hand, and Maggie and her counterpart, Addie Bracey, who was the 2016 and 2017 Mountain Runner of the Year, they both demonstrated all of the 40-plus exercises that are included in the program. If you want to learn more about it and get a lot more material just like this podcast, go to strengthrunning.com strength. So more about Maggie. She graduated from the University of Arizona, and during her time there, she won the Pac-10, which is now actually the Pac-12, I think, uh, Steeplechase Championship. And her PR for this event, one of my absolute favorites, is 10.03, or about the equivalent of a 10.45 or a 10.50 two-mile race, except with barriers and water jumps. It's quite impressive. Now she trains under elite coach Brad Hudson. Brad, as I'm sure you know at this point, is the author of my favorite book on running, Run Faster, How to Be Your Own Best Coach from the 5K to the Marathon. If you don't own this book, go buy it. You will not regret it. And actually, just last month, Maggie got on the podium at the Arizona Rock and Roll Half. She ran 117.20 for third place. So what we're going to do today is talk about how lifting has changed Maggie's running, how it impacts her ability to recover, how strength training reestablished some of her lost athleticism from her high school years as a four-sport athlete, and what she has to say to women who think weightlifting at the gym might be intimidating. This is a behind-the-scenes look at how an elite runner thinks about strength work, how she programs it into her schedule, and why she now considers lifting, quote, non-negotiable. Please enjoy my conversation with Ms. Maggie Callahan. All right, Maggie, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm excited to talk to you about all things strength training and how that's really impacted your running. And uh, I know we can learn a couple of things from you. So thanks for being here. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share some of my experiences. All right. So you're actually just coming off a third place finish at uh, a rock and roll half in Arizona. So first, congrats on the race. Thank you. Thank you. How'd it go for you? Was it, uh, I, I don't think it was a PR for you, but but correct me if I'm it wrong. Was, it wasn't a PR. Um, it was a good solid race. I was training through it. So I was happy with the effort. Um, yep. I'm very, I'm pleased with how it went. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, everyone's looking for a PR every single time they race, but that's really hard to do. And you know, you said you trained through it and that's not always easy either. So you're basically racing on tired legs and trying to get a hundred percent effort out of you that you're not really ready to do when you're not fully rested. And I think, you know, what we're going to talk about today, your strength training and how that's kind of enabled a lot more 
complex training that you're doing now. I think um, maybe you can talk later about how strength training has even helped you train through, you know, demanding races like a half. So uh, that's just me <laughs> thinking, thinking out loud here. But, you know, Maggie, I've seen you lift in the gym and you can do things a lot of people assume runners can't do. You can clean, you can snatch, you can do deadlifts. So you're strong. And I love that you're breaking down this stereotype that runners are weak. But I also know that, you know, you haven't been lifting like this forever. You started, uh, I believe, a few years out from college. But can you talk more about what happens or how you felt when the only thing you did was was run? Because running is admittedly you know, kind of a two-dimensional activity. Totally. So I, I was a four-sport athlete through high school, um, played softball and basketball, as well as running track and cross country. And um, I think that really contributed to my to me being a better runner. I was a very well-rounded athlete. Um, I was quick. I had lateral movements. I was strong. When I went to college and just focused on track and cross country, I think I lost a lot of that um, extra athleticism. I... You know, we did very simple body weight exercises for our strength training routines and ran a lot. And I felt felt less of a complete athlete than I had in high school. So a few years after college, I'd moved to Boulder and was training here, kind of plateauing, um, still felt like I had a lot more potential to dig into, but wasn't really showing that in races. Uh, and I started working with Randy Howard. Um, at Barbell Strategy and learned Olympic lifting. So totally unlike anything I had ever done in the gym as a runner before, like you said, cleaning, deadlifting, snatching, and squatting. I hadn't even done heavy squats before. And I have felt like an athlete again. It's a very fun, very different part of training than running the miles is. And I think because it's so different, it's provides a really good complementary balance and is very fun. Yeah. I'm glad you said that it was fun. Cause I think a lot of runners, you know, they look at their training and they're like, Oh, you know, my running training, this is the grind. You know, I'm just going to pound in the miles and get in the volume. And that's what training means. But what you're saying is that not only is strength training a, a valid critical part of your training, but it gives you an opportunity to do something that's very different from running. And that is a lot of fun. So I, I absolutely love that. Um, I also like the, you know, the difference between, and here I'm just philosophizing here about running and stuff, but the difference between a runner and an athlete. And I think there's a quote by coach Jay Johnson that I always come back to. And that is, to be a good runner, you first have to be a good athlete. And w- you know, we, when I hear you kind of talk about your um, journey from high school athlete to college athlete and kind of how you felt along the way, you know, it's it's like you you gained running fitness, but you lost athleticism. And over time, that's going to result in higher injuries and it's going to result in stagnating performances. And it seems like that uh, that's what you were you were experiencing. Um, so now that you're lifting regularly, you've been doing this for a couple of years now. Uh, you told me earlier that you consider your strength sessions quote, non-negotiable, which I love. Can you explain, you know, to the average runner, maybe the difference in how you feel now that you're actually lifting? Like, what do you notice on a day-to-day basis? Sure. And now that I consider them non-negotiable, it's no longer a, an extra 
an extra credit supplementary activity for me. I'm in there twice a week for an hour and I have seen a lot of improvements. It's very fun to see improvements in the gym because it's so quick and um, measurable. You know, you add more weight on every week and that's very encouraging. Um, but I've also, it's like a whole new PR to get. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and especially when you first start, you get to PR a lot, <laughs> but I have also noticed a difference in my training when I'm running on the roads and I feel stronger. I feel, um, like I'm much more able to maintain good posture when I'm running. And I've also seen this difference in film, watching myself run, able to push harder for longer. I'm, I'm able to get to a point where I am, I'm working hard in a workout and I can maintain that for longer. And I absolutely attribute that difference to strength training. Yeah. This is like, you know, what's not to like about all this, you know, you have better postural stability, which is clearly going to help you reduce your likelihood of a, of a major injury. Cause that's, you know, really when those big injuries happen is when, you know, your form breaks down and you're super tired and you keep pushing, you keep hammering. And, you know, that's when all of your little biomechanical idiosyncrasies really compound and result in an injury. But the fact that you're actually feeling stronger and getting faster at the same time is probably the most exciting aspect of why runners should should lift and lift appropriately because you know while setting prs in the gym is is fun and you know i think every runner is excited be about that because we like pushing ourselves and we like getting better at physical things but you know actually getting faster in racing is what we really want can you talk about some of your race performances and you know have you pr'd in a bunch of distances since you started lifting uh or just you know kind of your goal distance you know how, how does how did that work out for you sure so i i was transitioning from the steeplechase being my main event that was another draw to that was that it was a more athletic event and there was more parts of it to work on than than just the running so I've been transitioning from steeplechase to the roads and have PR'd since starting lifting. I've PR'd, I think, in just about everything from the mile on up to the half marathon. And I have yet to run a marathon, so that's just about everything. I'm still focusing primarily on the 5K, 10K um, on the roads because I still feel like I've got got some speed there. And I think that lifting is unlocking a little bit more of that. Um, let's see. Yeah. I mean, that's a mile to the half marathon. Talk about two events that are very different that require very different physical skills, but, uh, nevertheless, you know, your lifting is, is really helping you get the power and strength you need to, to keep running really, uh, really well there. Is, is it fair to say once you load the rack, you'll never go back? <laughs> I haven't heard that before. I just made that but, up. Oh, it was very <laughs> catchy. Yes. <laughs> Once you start, it's not intimidating anymore. I think that's a big a big thing that holds a lot of runners back from going into the gym and starting these, especially these Olympic lifting programs, is because the movements look intimidating. You only see, you know, big guys with big heavy weights at the gym doing these exercises. And once I was comfortable with the movements and comfortable adding on weight, it, it got a lot more fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, there's a couple things there that I want to touch on first is, you know, I was really adamant with Randy when we developed the programming for high performance lifting that it shouldn't be intimidating. And I, I think that's kind of the number one hesitation I had about putting a, 
you know, slightly more advanced lifting program together for runners is that uh, a lot of runners would just be intimidated to do these movements. So I'm, I'm glad to hear you say, you know, as someone who never did this kind of lifting to someone who now non-negotiably does this twice a week, uh, it's something that you've learned, you're getting better at, and it's no longer intimidating. I think one part of this is, you know, uh, you know, for some reason, I've, I've gotten a fielded way more questions from women asking me if this type of programming is appropriate for them. What would you say to that person? I think it's a very common misconception that women, if they start lifting heavy weights, are going to get bulky, and we don't want to be bulky. Um, I have felt like my body has changed in got, getting stronger in ways that I'm really happy with. You do not bulk up. That's what all the cardio is for. That's what all the running is for. You know, we're not going to be putting on a ton of weight and becoming really, really big, muscly athletes. That's That just hasn't happened. And I've been lifting for a few years and watched some of my other teammates lifting for a few years. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that's intimidating about it to women, as well as just learning the movements. You know, you don't want to go in to the gym and feel silly or get hurt. So the program that Randy has put together and that you have filmed is very accessible and is and you can start out at a very comfortable place without weight on it, learn the movements, put weight on, feel how your body composition changes as you continue to put weight on, on the rack, not on your body. And it's I think it's very accessible for everyone. Now, you've said that you're not going to bulk up if you lift. And, you know, the the science on this, the experience of runners everywhere really confirms this. I mean, to, to actually achieve hypertrophy or muscle growth, you know, you can't be running any significant amount of mileage, even like 20 miles a week is, is going to really put a damper on the stimulus for muscle growth that your body relies on to get bigger. Uh, so that's not really going to happen. But at the same time, Maggie, you did just say that you experienced changes in body composition. Can you talk about that? So, you know, you said your body changed, but you're not getting bulkier. Can can you go into a little bit more detail? I, I have definitely become leaner. Um, my, my body composition has changed, so my weight has not changed very much. But body fat is turning into muscle in that. So my body fat percentage has gone down. Oh, I see. So th- that's actually kind of what runners want. Um, you know, I think... A lot of runners, when they talk about getting to race weight or their ideal goal weight, they talk about, you know, losing excess fat. And that's a good thing, of course. But replacing some of that fat with lean muscle tissue, I think, is the the more complex but correct answer. That's what we're really looking for, because that muscle is uh, not only going to help you run faster, just a little bit of extra muscle, uh, but it's also, I think, going to help you recover a little bit more and, you know, helping you bounce back from those harder workouts. Can you talk more about that aspect of lifting? Because I think, you know, when we talk about lifting, we're like, oh, we want power, we want speed, we want strength. But a lot of the benefits of lifting, I think, are in the hormonal response. So, you know, you lift, you get the surge in growth hormone, in testosterone. Now, even for women, that's a good thing. That doesn't mean, you know, you're going to turn into this hulking gym rat. But I think uh, it's critical in that recovery window to rebuild all your tissues and all that. Have you found that you can come back from, say, a long run, a race, or a really challenging workout 
quicker now that you're lifting regularly? Yes, definitely. Um, recovery is definitely been quicker. I tend to lift, try to always lift on my hard workout days. So I'm getting a hard run in and the weight lifting. So then the next day is totally recovery. And the day after that, I'm ready to run hard again. Um, I think it's helped keep me healthy and help me be able to push harder. Wow. So you actually do your faster workout on the same day as your lifting session. Now, I assume you run first, but am I wrong there? I do run first. Yes. And okay. yes, yes. You run first, then you go to the gym, you know, maybe, maybe right afterwards, maybe later in the day. I think, you know, for the purpose of training, planning, it doesn't make a huge difference, but, um, obviously this is kind of a more advanced way to schedule your strength training. Not every runner a has the time to do, you know, a challenging workout and a lifting session on the same day, but B, you know, it's just a lot of stress on one day. What are some other ways that you might be able to schedule your strength training is, uh, you know, just putting it on your hard days. That's, it's obviously not the only way to do it. What are some other ways that you might've experimented with in the past or that, you know, still work really well? Um, other ways to get it in, are to that have worked for me are to um, combine it with an easy run, either a second run for the day or just an easy recovery run, um, and then be able to go to the gym right after. And that kind of mentally groups it all together so I know I'm going in for one block, getting it done, and then moving on with the day. Um, I, I have found that I enjoy it the most and I have the time to do it. So I enjoy it the most when it's on hard days and I'll do it a hard running workout in the morning and then lifting in the afternoon. And then my, the easy day, the next day is completely easy. And mentally I like getting all the hard stuff done at once so that I can feel like the next day is just devoted to recovery. Um, but it works very well if the lifting needs to be on an easier day too, especially for time restraints. And it, it helps me mentally to group it with an easy run to just knock it all out. Yeah, there's definitely some advantages to doing it the same day as your workout. You just, you're giving your body just a bigger uh, stimulus on that day. So your body's like, wow, today was super hard. Let's come back stronger, faster, and more prepared for this type of work so that the next time Maggie decides to put us through the ringer, we're going to be more prepared for it. Uh, you know, I think it's also perfectly fine to lift the day after a hard workout. So, you know, you might have an easy run and a lift the day after a challenging track workout or tempo run or whatever it might be. And it's kind of clustering two, you know, maybe a hard day and a moderate day next to each other. And then following that up with a recovery day might be another slightly less advanced way of structuring the work so that, um, you know, those days aren't too stressful for, for the runner who, who simply can't handle it. Let's transition a little bit to injuries. Uh, a lot of runners are worried about getting hurt in the gym, and it's pretty understandable, especially for runners who don't know these movements. They're completely alien, and when we consider that, you know, they're power explosive exercises, and you know, eventually in the program we do use heavy weight. How do you think lifting injuries in the gym? Uh, how, how do you think about them, and, and how do you attempt to prevent them? I think that most lifting injuries in the gym happen when. Uh, people are not being careful. They're trying to do too much at once. They're trying to do things too quickly. 
And if you're mindful of what you're doing, following the instructions you're given or the coach, listening to the coach that you're with, watching the movements uh, modeled for you, and just mindful of what your movements are, then it's very easy to stay safe. There's never been a point in the gym where I felt like I wasn't sure if I could keep myself safe or uninjured. But I think that it takes a conscious effort and a mindfulness of your own body and not just focusing on what other people are doing or what, you know, needing to add on weight because someone else is or go quickly through an exercise because someone else is. Um, I think it's the most important thing is just being mindful of yourself. So you've never had an injury from weightlifting, have you? No, no. That's great. And I, I think runners should realize that lifting is only in a runner's program to help their running. You know, we don't actually want to get better at the squat. It's kind of like a secondary goal. The real goal is get better at the squat so that our running improves. And if you're getting hurt in the gym by trying to load on too much weight or rushing through the exercises, simply doing them too quickly without paying attention to your form, that's that's just a, a recipe for injury. And I think considering that it's, it's really a secondary form of exercise for runners, uh, trying to put yourself in a position to get injured during a secondary form of exercise is, you know, from a coaching perspective, that's just, you know, the, the wrong way to do it. If you are going to push yourself to do more, to go a little faster, let's save that for, you know, your, your weekly mileage, your long run or your workout, because it will have more of, I think, a benefit to your actual running. And that's what we're, uh, that's what we're, we're looking for. Now, another big issue is simply balancing the lifting with the running and making sure you're not too tired or sore from the weight room. That's probably the number one question I got over the last month or so was, you know, every time I try to start lifting, I get really sore and I just can't even really run well, you know, the next day or even for the next two days. Is this something that happens to you, Maggie, or, or is it a beginner issue? And how do you make sure lifting doesn't actually negative impact uh, negatively impact your running that's that's a good question it it happens to me somewhat being sore from lifting has never prevented me from running or limited what the amount i could run but it's very important to start out with very light weights i any new movement you're going to get some muscle soreness from especially these kind of lifts they're not the muscles that you're engaging exactly when you're running and it shouldn't be a debilitating soreness if you were lifting light to begin with. Yeah, that's really important. It's just making sure you're you're progressing appropriately and not doing weight that's uh, <laughs> inappropriate for you uh, at the time. Yes, and, and running through a little bit of soreness. You know, if you're sore from doing presses and you're feeling it in your upper body, you can run through that. It's not going to hurt your, it's not going to hurt the quality of your run. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, th th the whole idea of, you know, being too sore is bad, but not being sore at all is probably not a good thing because you're not giving your body a strong enough stimulus. How do you thread that needle? I mean, that's walking a fine line. Right. So when I start new exercises or I'm starting back up on a program after a break, I do expect some soreness, but I keep I keep the weights light. I don't, I do not lift, um, until I'm exhausted 
and just keep the weights light for a week or two before getting that excitement of adding on and yeah, that's uh, not only important, but it's super simple. And I think runners uh, a lot of times make lifting more difficult than it really ha- uh, needs to be. Um, so, you know, I'm going to get hurt in the gym. Well, just use lighter weight. And there we go. We've solved the problem, haven't we? Yes. Yes. It's that simple. Yes. Um, you know, aside from all the the logical reasons for runners to start weightlifting, you know, everything from, you know, you're going to generate more power. You're going to probably run faster. You're going to prevent injuries. You know, the idea of simply learning a new physical skill is, is exciting. And you talked about this briefly before Maggie, but I'd love to, for you to go in a little bit more depth about just as a runner, you know, have you found that you've started to really enjoy your lifting sessions and and the fact that you're learning this unrelated, but very helpful skill for your running? Yes, totally. So I, I think one of the thing, one of the reasons I was attracted to the steeplechase in college was because there was a running component. I mean, you had to be a better runner to be a better steeplechaser, but there was also some technique things to work on the hurdles and the water jump. Um, you know, we can, you can only run so much in a day and it can get monotonous if you're, you know, running on your own or meeting people running in the same spots. Lifting is a fun new thing to be working on that will benefit your running. And it's, it's a cool change of pace to be able to do something different than running as, as much as I love running. It's fun to be able to do something that's different. You know, I found that out when I started training for the steeplechase when I was in college, uh, I only did it a couple times, but just focusing one season on the steeple was just a way to reinvigorate my running. And most of my training was exactly the same, but occasionally, you know, we'd do hurdle drills, would do some intervals with hurdles on the track, practice the water jump. And, you know, I know you're a steepler or, or were a steepler, Maggie, so you, you know how exciting it can be, but simply learning a new event was awesome for me. And then after college, I dabbled a little bit in triathlon and I've done a duathlon before and simply getting out of your comfort zone to learn something new, whether that's a different type of race or, uh, even, you know, a a new form of cross training that's going to help your running is, is not just a way to help your running, but a way to mentally, uh, just have more fun with your training and stay more engaged with the sport too. Yes. Yes, totally let's switch gears a little bit and, and talk really high level. So I got, you know, so many questions over the last month about strength training. And one of the kind of general themes that I picked up on is that people want super specific answers that don't really exist. So things like how much weight should I lift? Well, (laughs) you know, that's super relative. It depends on a lot of different factors. So let's take, you know, the 30,000 foot view, what should runners look for in a strength program. And I ask you because, you know, we have runners asking me, you know, what's the difference between, you know, uh, this lifting program, high performance lifting or CrossFit, or, you know, I'm doing P90X. Is that good enough? You know, maybe you can help, help every runner think more strategically about the type and programming of their strength workouts. You know, how should it look? Well, I, I think that the most important part of a strength workout is that it's something that the athlete knows that they can fit into their routine or that they're motivated to do that they're excited about. And that could be like any, you know, any length of something, not everyone can add two hours of training into their week. Um, but it's also really important that it is 
that it's a de- that it's designed for runners. You know, P90X and cross training or CrossFit are not set up to, and and I don't know all the physiological reasons, but they're not set up to help runners. They're set up for their own purposes. They get you in shape. That's great. They're not designed specifically to complement a running training program. Yeah, I think that's the biggest issue there is simply, well, they're not for runners. Um, and, and I think when we look at what is included in, say, a CrossFit workout of the day or some type of AMRAP workout, or we're looking at P90X or Insanity or Jillian Michaels DVDs, you know, the options are almost endless. The big thing that I see when I look at those programs is that they have a very hefty aerobic or metabolic component to it. So in other words, you're doing some running or rowing or cycling within the strength workout, uh, and you're doing some of the exercises in a circuit with very little rest or as little rest as you can actually manage. And you're trying to do everything as quickly as you can. And, you know, that's an example of an AMRAP workout or as many reps as possible. That's just not how runners really need to, to lift because first, I don't think it's, it's the best way to get strong. So if you're in a gym with a strength coach, they're not going to have you do all these circuits with very little, uh, rest. That's not how to actually increase your ability to lift more weight. Uh, and then the other thing, I, I think that really, uh, it, it has a bad effect on your ability to maintain good technique. And when you're super tired because you just were outside running like 200 meter intervals and now you come back in and your coach is like, all right, we got to do, you know, five power cleans as fast as you can. That's a recipe for getting injured. Cause I think while the movement should be done quickly and explosively, everything around it is done pretty slow. You know, you take a lot of recovery, you don't rush the, the movement at all. And that's what we don't see in those other programs. And so they're riskier. They're not going to help your running as much. And all that, you know, metabolic component to it is not only just going to make you tired for no good reason, but uh, it's kind of uh, taking away from the strength gains that you could be getting. So that was my, that was my rant on CrossFit and other aerobically challenging strength, strength workouts. I hope you're not like, I love CrossFit. No, no. I think, I think that that's, I think that's right on They're They're good workouts in their own right. And, but not, not set up for runners. Yeah. And and that's what I'm really excited for with this, the program that, that I made with Randy is that it is so extraordinarily specific, uh, for, for runners. It is, it is a, program that perfectly complements that a lifting program. So, uh, one thing that I wanted to talk to you about Maggie was, you know, kind of what kind of runner should lift like this? Uh, cause I got questions, you know, like I run marathons. Is this, you know, this kind of lifting appropriate or I run trails. Is this kind of lifting appropriate? Um, what would you say to that? Like, who is the kind of type of runner that would most benefit from, lifting well. Any runner that wants to get better at running would benefit from lifting well. A lot of our group is also marathon focused. So marathon runners absolutely benefit from lifting um, shorter distance, looking for more speed, um, or a recreational runner that's just trying to find another gear and stay healthy. I can't agree with you more about that. Um, What kind of 
does the marathoner get different things out of a lifting program than say someone training to run a really fast mile? Yes. And I bet that you know more details about what they get out. That's differently <laughs> different. <laughs> um, but, but a marathoner still benefits from explosive movements and speed and, you know, the best marathoners are still fast runners and the, and, and as, as well as injury prevention, if lifting is help, is helping keep you healthy, then you're getting something out of it right there. Cause you're able to run more if you're healthier. Yeah. And probably the, the enhanced general athleticism is going to help with injury prevention too. It's not just the extra strength you're getting, but it's really, you know, all of the, you know, movement fluency, uh, maybe I'll call it. And, you know, Randy is fond of saying it's not how much you lift, it's how you lift it. So if you're lifting well, you're getting a strong, uh, uh, injury prevention benefit from, from your lifting. Uh, but I guess, yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe the co-chair will, will go into this a little bit. I think for the marathon Olympic lifting and the kind of lifting we have in, in high performance lifting, it's more like you're getting a lot of postural stability and that's going to help you in the later stages of the marathon. And that is going to in turn help your economy or your efficiency. So, um, you know, one of my favorite things to do, and this is kind of sick, <laughs> I like to go to like mile 25 of marathon and just watch the horror show. You know, you will see runners at every stage of suffering. And it's just a great microcosm, I think, of the running world. And you'll notice that at that point in the race, runners are so tired, they're so sore, their form is absolutely going to hell in a handbasket. And lifting properly is, is what's going to help you maintain that good form. And I think anyone can, you know, logically think about this and just be like, well, if I'm not leaning off to the side with a super slow cadence with all this terrible form and heel smashing over striding, I'll probably going to run a little bit faster. And so you're going to get a little bit of extra time, uh, in your marathon. But then we look at say a miler. Yeah. There's, there's some of that postural stability that comes, you know, into play, maybe in the last 400, maybe more like the last 200 when you're really digging and, and try to sprint as fast as you can and your form might be a little bit better. But I think the, the bigger benefit for a middle distance runner is the power, the speed. It's the ability just to get into a higher gear. You know, it's like the difference between having a V6 and a V8 engine. I mean, you just have more to give. You are a powerful runner and, you know, that, that kick is not just going to be the last 200. You're going to be able to do that for the last 300. And in a mile, saving a couple seconds is huge. So I guess that's the way I think about it for distance runners and then more middle distance runners. Yes, yes, that 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 was a good explanation. That makes a lot of sense. All right, Maggie, we have kind of gone over a lot in, in a very short period of time, but I just want to thank you for sharing some of your expertise here. And uh, I'll give you the opportunity now, if, if there is anything else you'd like to add that runners should know about strength training, or maybe if there's uh, a book or some other resource uh, where runners can, can learn more about this topic, uh, I, I'd love to hear it. Well, my, my weight training experience has really been all through Randy Howard, who helped you write this program. Um, and he made it very accessible made me feel comfortable doing it, comfortable and confident at every step of the way. And I have very much enjoyed it um, as much as I dragged my feet when I was starting out. And so I think it's absolutely worth giving it a try. Well, thanks, Maggie. That was a great little plug for high performance lifting. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but thank you so much for being here. Uh, best of luck with the rest of your season. And I hope everything goes really well for you. Great. Thanks, Jason. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to today's episode with Maggie. She actually told me after we finished recording that this was her first podcast interview. So I know she would appreciate it if you gave her a quick thanks on Twitter. You can find her at The Real Mags, and there's an underscore in between each of those words. You can also just search for her on Twitter and she'll pop right up. So there are a lot of reasons why I wanted to talk to Maggie. First, she's a woman that performs somewhat advanced movements in the gym. She talks specifically about how lifting is a perfect complement to running for women and that we don't need to design different programming for men versus women. I, I love that she breaks down this barrier. And hopefully, in case you don't want to listen to me, you listen to Maggie. And if we can get one or two more women in the weight room, I think that's a very good thing. She also completely undermines the notion that runners are weak. I despise this sentiment. And it's usually leveled at runners by, you know, the hulking gym rats, the CrossFit bros, the people who don't know much about running. And it's simply not true. Give me someone who can run fast, and I'll show you their strength. As Randy Hauer, the creator of the high-performance lifting strength programming, told me on episode 49, which I definitely recommend if you like the topic of strength training, he said, there are no weak, fast runners. The truth is that if you don't lift weights, you're probably going to be weak. Just like if you don't run, you're probably going to be slow. And if you don't want to be weak, if you want to see the type of lifting that Maggie does and that we recommend at Strength Running, check out our free strength resources at strengthrunning.com strength. From there, we'll go over more detail on the benefits of lifting, certain types of lifting that aren't going to help and may even hurt your running, some examples, and a lot more. I think you're going to love it. Okay, everyone, I appreciate you listening, and I hope that you'll use one or two insights from this episode to get faster and improve your running. If you do, please let me know how it goes. And until then, run strong. Run strong.